Hi everyone, Dan Cassidy here. Welcome to Top of the Morning on the UBS Conversations podcast channel. Uh, today we will continue on with our series of retirement planning conversations as my guests will offer some guidance around what to do with your old 401k plan. So joining us for the conversation today, I'm glad to welcome back to Top of the Morning, Ainsley Carbone, Total Wealth Strategist Americas with the UBS Chief Investment Office. So Ainsley, good morning. Welcome back and looking forward forward to our conversation today. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So Ainsley, as our listeners, our clients might recall this morning's conversation, it's actually revisiting a topic uh, which we touched on last year, and it is important to keep refreshing, reinforcing these conversations. So I'm glad that you can join us to do so today. Uh, Maybe to begin, a good scenario to put out there that we can uh, dive into when one decides to change employers, what are some immediate considerations one should be mindful of with respect to a retirement savings? plan held with the to-be former employer? So when changing jobs, it's helpful. It's certainly really helpful to do a little bit of maintenance with the retirement plan account you have with that soon-to-be former employer. You'll want to make sure you have the correct contact information for the plan provider. If you can access your retirement plan account online, you can gather that information from the website or you could contact your human resources department to obtain the information from them. Additionally, you'll want to make sure that the contact information that the plan provider has for you is also up to date. So not just your address and telephone number, but also connecting it to your personal email address, not just your work address. And this is important because the money you contributed directly from your paycheck is yours. So you'll want to make sure that you can keep track of where your retirement savings is held. Updating your contact info with the plan and confirming the plan's contact information will certainly help you do this. And additionally, you'll want to make sure that the money, you'll, you'll want to take the money out of that account at some point, whether it's for a rollover or distribution, uh, just after you leave the employer or later on, <clears throat> excuse me, maybe in retirement. Having this information on hand will just make the process a little bit easier whenever it comes time to move the money in that account. Thank you, Ainsley, for hitting on those considerations. Now, this next point, it's interesting. It may take some by surprise, but why are some or perhaps even all employer contributions to the retirement savings plan not necessarily yours for the taking? Well, as I said before, any money you personally contributed to the account from your paycheck is yours to keep. But some employers offer matching contributions where they may say, we'll match 100% of your contributions up to 5% of your paycheck. So this means that you have to contribute at least 5% of your paycheck in order for them to put that same amount into your account. So those numbers I used, they're just an example. Some employers may match more, whereas some will offer a lower matching contribution. And some employers might not even offer a matching contribution at all. But if they do, the dollars they contribute aren't always going to be yours immediately after they are deposited into the account. And that's because many require you to be employed with them for a certain amount of time before their contributions are yours for the taking. Many employers have vesting requirements or vesting schedule where you may be required to be employed there for three years before you own 100% of their contributions, or maybe the vesting happens incrementally over four years where each year you get 25% more of their contributions. The fact of the matter is it's ultimately up to your employer to decide whether they'll match your contributions and what vesting requirements they put in place. 
So just keep this in mind whenever you look at your account balance, your statement will likely show the vested balance, which is yours, and the unvested balance, if any, which isn't yet yours. Makes sense. Thank you, Ainsley, for the clarification on those points. So as far as what to do next, what are some options that one might consider exercising with the remaining funds in the plan? When you leave an employer where you held a 401k, you typically have four options to choose from regarding what you can do with that account. Since you're no longer employed, you'll be able to take the money out as a lump sum. This means you would cash it out and could spend it however you'd like, but there's certainly a cost up front to that. You'll typically owe ordinary income tax on that amount, on the amount that's withdrawn, and then it's a 10% penalty if you weren't at least age 55 when you left that job. Another option you have is to leave the money in the plan. As long as your balance is over $5,000, you're typically allowed to leave it in the plan as is. You won't be able to contribute to it anymore, but it can remain invested. But even if you leave it there, the employer may have the plan set up so that there are different fees or features once you're no longer an active employee. So just be sure to confirm the details of this option with that employer or plan provider before leaving it there. The third option is if you're starting with a new employer and they have a retirement plan, you may be able to roll your old plan into the new one, but you'll need to have it set up first before initiating the rollover. Some employers require you to be employed for a certain amount of time before you can even start a retirement plan with them. Also, some employers don't even accept rollovers into their plan. So again, you'll need to confirm the the details of that specific plan before rolling it over. And then the fourth option is to roll it that account into an IRA. Similar to rolling it to a new employer's plan, it won't be considered a taxable event to the IRS. So the money can move without you owing a penalty or income tax as long as it's rolled or transferred directly to that new plan or IRA. This means the money can remain invested and growing with that tax advantage. So those are your four options in a nutshell, but there's really a whole lot more considerations that I didn't necessarily touch on right now. So in addition to reviewing the Modern Retirement Monthly publication, I suggest working with your financial advisor to really make sure you're taking everything into consideration and also making sure your decision works well with your overall financial plan. Running with that, Ainsley, that's a very good point. It is, of course, nice to have options, though in this case, it might result in one questioning, well, which option is the best option for me? So to your point, as far as having that conversation with one's financial advisor, how can one go about determining which of the options, the four that you cited, is best for their particular circumstance? Well, for starters, there's really no single answer that's right for every individual, of course. But the one thing I'd encourage everyone to do is to think twice before spending retirement savings while you're working. So the first option I went over, which is taking the money out as a lump sum, should be at the very bottom of your list. Because unless you're facing financial hardship, spending retirement money early is costly up front because of those taxes and penalties. But it's also going to make it a lot harder to reach your retirement goals on time because you'll be missing out on the future growth potential of those assets. So like I said, unless you're facing a financial hardship where you absolutely need the money now, you'll likely want to avoid cashing out early. So this would then leave you with three options to choose from, leaving the money in the plan, rolling it to your new employer, or rolling it into an IRA. And all of them lead to you keeping your retirement savings invested in a tax advantage account, so you're already heading in the right direction. 
When it comes to picking from those remaining three options, you'll want to gather all the details specific to each one. So like I said, contact your old employer to see what the deal is. If you leave the money where it is, contact your new employer's plan to figure out whether you're allowed to roll it over and what the investment options and fees are and compare all that to the IRA you may be considering rolling it over into. And regardless of which option you choose, you'll want to make sure that you're continuing to save for retirement because, like I said before, when you leave an employer, you're no longer able to make contributions into that account. So you'll need to set up an IRA with recurring contributions if you don't have one already or set up your new employer plan with that new employer. So this is, again, where working with your financial advisor can really help you when it comes to when it comes time to make that decision because there's a lot to keep in mind, but a financial advisor is going to be familiar with the details of each option, and they're also familiar with your financial situation and objectives. So essentially, they'll be able to guide you through the decision-making process to help you avoid any costly mistakes and to also make sure whichever option you choose is in line with your retirement goals. Thank you, Ainsley. Yeah, just hearing that, it sounds like there are, in fact, a lot of moving parts, a lot of considerations, and to really underscore the point you made, really cannot stress enough, important to have that conversation with your financial advisor to determine the best roadmap for your particular circumstance. So, Ainsley, this has been a very helpful helpful, productive conversation. I'm glad we were able to revisit this one. Before we close out, any final thoughts or takeaways on this topic you would like to share with our listeners and their clients? Yeah, I mean, just as you kind of recapped, like I said, important to keep in mind, we only discussed a few considerations. Just like you said, a lot of moving parts. Uh, We point to additional resources in the Modern Retirement Monthly Report that can be used alongside working with your advisor. And this, again, by reviewing all your options, working with an advisor and reviewing the different resources, this, again, will just help make sure that you're fully aware of what your options are and what you have available to you so you can take advantage of any opportunities that exist and also avoid any unintentional taxes or penalties. Ainsley, thank you again for dropping by top of the morning today to touch on this topic, which should be revisited from time to time. So again, I'm glad we were able to do so today. I know tomorrow you'll be joining us again with our colleague Katie Williams from the Chief Investment Office. So looking forward to that conversation, though. Thank you again for the time and insights today, Ainsley. Appreciate it. Thank you. It was nice speaking with you. Likewise. Thank you, Ainsley. And again, today we've been joined by Ainsley Carbone, Total Wealth Strategist Americas with the UB. Chief Investment Office. So as a reminder to our clients and our listeners, the UBS Chief Investment Office does author a variety of publications and blogs that touch on timely market developments, asset classes, and portfolio allocation. These resources can all be located on UBS.com forward slash CIO, including the publication which Ainsley has been making reference to during our conversation today, uh, that being the Modern Retirement Monthly, What Should You Do With Your Old 401k Plan? So for clients of UBS, please be sure to contact your financial advisor if you have any questions about the topics covered during today's podcast or if you would like to receive a copy of that publication directly. From UBS Studios, I'm Dan Cassidy. Thank you for joining us. UBS Chief Investment Office's investment views are prepared and published by the Global Wealth Management Business of UBS AG or its affiliate, UBS. This material has no regard to the specific investment objectives, financial situation, or particular needs of any specific recipient and is published for informational purposes only.
As a firm providing wealth management services to clients globally, UBS AG and its subsidiaries offer both investment advisory services and brokerage services. Investment advisory services and brokerage services are separate and distinct, differ in material ways, and are governed by different laws and separate arrangements. In the USA, UBS Financial Services, Inc. is a subsidiary of UBS AG and a member of FINRA SIPC. For information, please visit our website at ubs.com forward slash working with us. For a full legal disclaimer applicable to the independent investment views produced by UBS, please visit our website at ubs.com forward slash CIO dash disclaimer. The information in this discussion has been prepared by and reflects the opinions and various investment views of the speaker. UBS Financial Services, Inc. has not independently verified such information and does not guarantee its accuracy or completeness. This information is being provided to you for your information purposes only and does not constitute a recommendation or an endorsement by UBS Financial Services, Inc. of the author, the securities, or views stated herein. Any specific security Securities discussed should not be considered a recommendation or solicitation to buy or sell any particular security. You should not assume that any investment in any of the securities was or will be profitable. UBS Financial Services, Inc. or its affiliates and its employees are not affiliated with any third-party speakers mentioned. UBS Financial Services, Inc. offers investment advisory services in its capacity as an SEC-registered investment advisor and brokerage services in its capacity as an SEC-registered broker-dealer. Investment advisory services and brokerage services are separate and distinct, different in material ways. We are governed by different laws and separate arrangements it is important that clients understand the ways in which we conduct business, that they carefully read the agreements and disclosures that we provide to them about the products or services we offer. For more information, please review the PDF document at UBS.com forward slash relationship summary. UBS Financial Services, Inc. is a subsidiary of UBS AG, member FINRA SIPC.